Blog Talk Radio. Hi, welcome to our latest Outsports podcast. It is, we are fast approaching Thanksgiving uh, and, and the holidays, which I know Jim and I are both big fans of the holidays. Jim, do you have Thanksgiving plans already? Uh, yeah, I've gone over my ex's, ex's current husband's aunt's house, if that makes any sense. <laughs> ex's current, so well, not current, his husband, not his current husband. I'm not assuming there'll be a divorce, so... <laughs> Uh, well, what about you? Know, uh, I think we're just going to do some stuff here here at the house. Um, no big plans, no big plans, but uh, we're going to talk about a few things today on the pad podcast. When racist cheesesteaks, homophobic Qatarians, Qatarians, I think we'll get we'll dive <laughs> into that. But even bigger than Thanksgiving was Outsports' 15th year anniversary. It's amazing, Jim. That it was. Fifteen years ago, we were sitting in that coffee house in Chatham, Massachusetts, and you were—you had the Wall Street Journal, I had Sports Illustrated. We just started talking about gays and sports, and fifteen years later, <laughs> I certainly never expected this. Yeah, it has been an amazing—a <laughs> lot of fun journey. I mean, I remember all those times we were doing it to kind of screw around, and I guess we still kind of screw around sometimes, but it was... We did it as just a way to talk about football initially, and it was an old I forget whatever do we use as our layout thing. It was something you could get for free and you know some online thing, and it was a simple one pager and it was about the NFL and that week, whatever it was, week twelve or something. So our first headline you... was "Blood in the East." <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it was just we were just talking the NFL at the very beginning, and it was I I on if you go to the Wayback Machine, the first Outsports front page that it shows is like two weeks later, and and even within two weeks we had started meant we started posting profiles of readers who wanted to meet other gay sports fans, and we talked about college football coming, and it's it's amazing how much. How much work we did over all those years, just covering mainstream sports, and how much how different out sports is today. Yeah, Joe and Philly, one of our original readers, wrote a great piece this week, and he mentioned how we used to basically cover every sport out there, and you know, baseball previews, basketball previews. I mean, we used to do an NCAA, you know, capsules of all sixty-four teams, and. Your brother once helped me with uh, a Major League Baseball preview because I knew nothing about baseball. And it was like we were kind of all full service, but then it kind of morphed into there was so much gay sports news that we didn't have the time to sort of do stuff that was being duplicated by every other website. Yeah, exactly. And, and, well, and what that's one of the great things about being a part of SB Nation is they have all of that, and and we can highlight some of that stuff still, but but not have to, you know, not have to write it ourselves. We can just kind of post their stuff on our website, and SB Nation's incredibly gay friendly. Not that they're talking about Peyton Manning's butt in his tight <laughs> pants the way we used to, but still, we just don't need to cover that stuff because it's being covered by our our parent company. Yeah, and we still have. 
about it. The longest current feature we've had is the Super Bowl for the Clueless that started in like 2002. And it, you know, it's something I write every year and I've kind of never gotten sick of writing it. So I'm going to keep writing it and people seem to like it. So I think about this. I remember second year or so or third year, I wrote an NCAA tournament preview of every single team in the tournament. Yeah, I remember that. And I look back, why the hell was I thinking? <laughs> I mean, I was so into college basketball. That's what I wanted to do. And, you know, finding the cute guys and the teams, which was important to me back then. And it was, it's just, and, and now I wouldn't even consider writing that stuff. Yeah, I you know, do, I, thing, we still probably write more about football than we do anything else. Yeah. But, well, um, it's one of the things, you know, I highlighted um, kind of 15 stories that jumped out at me as I was going through the Wayback Machine. But one I totally forgot about is when we were sued. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the weirder stories. We we did a L.A. Marathon photo gallery with Brent Mullins, our friend, and he took whatever. Brent does hundreds of pictures, and we ran probably 80 of all different kind of people, you know, just a whole because it's a very diverse marathon. And one guy, months later, sent us a cease and desist because we had his picture on it with no uh, cut line, saying that anybody seeing his picture would assume he's gay and therefore that would be, that was libelous. And we kind of like rolled our eyes at it. But took the picture down just, you know, to be safe. And then he wound up suing us. Yeah, because he had his boyfriend. I mean, his his friend, um, yeah. who was a who was a quote unquote lawyer, who who clearly was trying to make a name for himself. And I remember what is it? NBC had this show called The Law Firm, and they ended up trying the case on national TV. <laughs> well, the only way we got out of saving, we would have won the case. We just no way we would have lost. But the legal bills would have been pretty high to fight it because if this guy appealed. And so we're looking at like $30,000. Remember the quote, I almost fainted. And by a miracle, this reality show came on, and the deal was they would find interesting lawsuits around the country and have a team of young lawyers, kind of like a survivor type thing, try the cases, and they would whittle them down. And every week there'd be a well-known defense, you know, defense attorney on the other side. And so we got picked somehow. I don't know how they heard about us, and it's – the agreement was the guy had to drop drop the lawsuit against us in real life. So, win or lose on TV, and we won anyway. We we were spared from <laughs> that expense. But God, I'll never do reality TV after that experience. That was hideous. Yeah, well, that's that's the dangers of reality TV. It sa- it saved us from probably a, a, a an outsports ending lawsuit. Just I mean, to scrape up thirty thousand dollars. I mean, we were. We, we were barely making $30 from that thing back then. But and the for nice some reason, I was the one on the stand. I wanted you to be on the stand. I, I, it was miserable. Because they filmed that thing for I like was, eight hours, and then they edited it down to make it look, it look, made me look like Richard Nixon. I mean, you know, during Watergate. Like right, I was hiding they did, something. It? <laughs> it was like, I looked terrible, and I kept drinking water, which they made it look like all I was doing is drinking water and sweating. And it was, it was, well, it was like, I oh, I wanted to punch, wanted to punch the producer after that. But fortunately, the show was canceled by NBC, so our episode actually ran on Bravo on a Saturday afternoon in the fall. 
So my <laughs> guess is almost nobody saw it except my relatives who I told about. And all said, oh, God, you look terrible on that show. <laughs> Never again will I do anything like that if I get asked. It's just, it's. Well, do you but remember we why our lawyers suspected that, that the uh, the opposing counsel picked you to, to testify? I don't remember. Because you had had a relationship with the photographer, oh, and they yes. and they wanted to make it sound like some salacious. Didn't <laughs> they? I think they were asking you. I believe they were asking you questions about you and me in a relationship, and essentially yeah, trying to make out sports seem like this love nest that was recruiting yeah. other people. And poor the poor old plaintiff who was you know against his will, but. It was just yeah. It was it was what we needed. It was a weird, bizarre chapter, and I still always wonder if it was such a fluky thing that we got on that show. I still th- remember it was like some producer's brother worked at some Raleigh radio TV station and saw the story in the newspaper. I kind of wonder was that a plant? The whole thing planted or something? It just you know like what are the odds of us getting sued and then getting saved by this TV show? Who cares? So the anyway, nice that, was the most, about that was the most bizarre whole, episode in our history. Well, one of the nice things about it was how many of our readers donated money to to our legal defense fund because Outsports would just it would have gone away. We just did not have the resources to defend ourselves. And I oh, remember Joe was, and Billy yeah, giving a, a a a huge you know amount of money. It was a lot of people did. It was that was really. It was rewarding to see how many lives we had affected, even just in the first few years of being around. Yeah, and I, I think yeah that we we, just, we had a, a retainer and we didn't have the money for it. I mean, we just we weren't making anything hardly in advertising, and so we probably would have shut the website down. Um, and and they rallied us, and uh, it, it was great. So, um, but yeah, you think about all this like the, the stories list. I had forgotten so many of them. It's like, oh yeah, I remember that story. I remember that story. But just some of the things that, you know, the, the, the athletes coming out as straight, Mike Piazza, Jeff Garcia, um, our first sort of gay out athlete story was Corey Johnson, and that was a reprint from Bay Windows Magazine. Yep. So Yeah, Corey was, that was our, and, and John Rocker happened right around the same time, right? Yeah. And so it, 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 what was amazing was how organic it was. It was like people said, what was your plan? I was like, well, we didn't have a plan. It was just sort of, you know, it just kept happening. And I think that's what maybe made it real to people, that it wasn't like some corporate thing with a idea. It was like two guys who really cared about something. And, you know, at one point we got contacted by the Centers for Disease Control because they wanted to uh, – survey our readers on <laughs> I think STDs or HIV because they just you had so they discovered somehow that our clubhouse which being used by a, as a basically a hookups personal site by people and <laughs> they got high response rate it was just like weird like this is the days we yeah, well, the grinder the power of our people does people will still tell me uh, you know oh god i remember back in the day i met so many guys off of house Sadly, that is not part of Outsports anymore. Yeah, the clubhouse went away. Thank God, because we had to do all those by... It was a miserable thing to do. That was miserable back in the day. Uh, Well, uh, yeah, it's... Well, so, I don't know how to transition into the next thing that we want to talk about. Are we done reminiscing? 
Are we well, done let's talk about it. Let me let me introduce this because I I was uh, gone visiting a friend in Iowa, so it was a bit out of the loop the last few days. And story, one of our biggest stories of the year in terms of page views was one that it couldn't have taken you too long to write. It was it was a story about had the head. I saw the headline "Racist Cheesesteak," and I'm going like, "What the what the hell is that about?" And um. Why don't you pick up what 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 the story is about, and then we'll talk about the reaction and the headline. So, well, when I was in Philadelphia for the Gable, the organizers sent us to to Pat's and Gino's, two cheesesteak places, to have a taste of Philadelphia, right? Two traditional cheesesteak places, and 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 I I went to Pat's and ate. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I want to try Gino's too. So I go across the street, and I order my cheesesteak, and uh. I'm waiting for it, and I kind of open it up, and I put a little bit of, I can't remember what, a ketchup on it. And then I'm waiting there for a second, I see the sign on on the window that says, this is America. Order, when ordering, speak English. Uh, I'm mad as hell, and I want my country back. This is America. And I, and I thought, well, if that isn't a terribly offensive, racist uh, sign. I don't know what is, and so as I, you know, did a little digging, I, I, I unearthed that, you know, it had gone up in 2006 around a, a big immigration debate. So it was clearly targeting Hispanic people, and uh, that there had been a lot of controversy, and people had tried to shut them down over it. But I, it was essentially decided that the sign is legal, and they can, they can. They can post it if they want to. So when I saw that Mark Sanchez, um, Bleach Report had a picture of him with his arms around Gino, walking through Gino's cheesesteaks, I said, well, why is he eating at Gino's with that sign on the front and his name is Sanchez? So I I just had this idea. that This vision came to my head of a cheesesteak yelling racial epithets. And so I posted, Mark Sanchez eats a racist cheesesteak after beating the Panthers. And Yahoo picked it up and... I woke up yesterday morning to voicemail messages and emails calling me every name under the sun because how dare I question Gino's desire to be rid of Hispanics. So, but it's not the the Gino that did the sign up is dead. Yeah, the sign's up. The sign but is the, still but up. The guy who put the sign up is dead, and his son is running the business now. Yes, and the son has decided to keep the sign up. But I, I mean, your your story to me was was funny, but a lot of people took it really seriously because there was something you called it a hotbed of racism. Is that a little bit hyperbole? That's <laughs> called a hotbed. Yeah, of racism. okay, it's a little bit. It's a, listen, <laughs> I said at the end of it, I, 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 as I wrote, I, the first thing I did was get a, a a chuckle out of the headline that I'd written, and I'm like, I started writing it a little tongue in cheek, and then I got a little serious, and then I got a little tongue. I mean, at the end, I, I say I'm surprised that they'd even serve someone with the last name of Sanchez. Clearly, I don't think they're asking for IDs to check people's last names before they serve them, and clearly they're going to serve any starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. But you know, my main point was this establishment as is. It's like when Barney's Beanery had that sign, "No gays allowed." This sign mm-hmm. essentially says, "I don't, I don't want illegal immigrants here. I don't want Hispanics here." That's the way I take it. I mean, he didn't put it up when you know Italians were coming and trying to order an Italian. He didn't put it up in response to to 
Swedish tourists coming try to order in Swedish. No, it was in 2006 in response to the immigration debate. He doesn't want Hispanics there. And I took it, I, 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 xenophobic and racist. Yeah, I, I, I guess my other problem with it was, I mean, I thought the sheer Mark Sanchez really, you made it sound like he really should have known about it. Like, he's pretty new to the city. I don't know that that's one of the hot topics of conversation in Philadelphia on a regular basis is Geno's as a racist sign-up. So, right, but, but you like hated I Geno's, said, I mean, right? I didn't, and I, and I said, you know, maybe Sanchez didn't know about this, but that his handlers, I mean, somebody, they he had said he's going to go to Geno's. Somebody should have known that. Somebody should have said, maybe choose a different one. But somebody didn't. I, that's that's my point. I don't think that Mark Sanchez is a racist because he I, – I didn't know about the sign before I ate it, but I don't think that people going to Geno's are racists. I think they're just insensitive to the issue. But my biggest problem is putting ketchup on it. I mean, ketchup on a cheesesteak? I put ketchup put on ke- everything. You don't though. put ketchup on a cheesesteak. I mean, that's that's the I, biggest crime of the whole thing. You telling me you put ketchup <laughs> on a cheesesteak? Because I grew I, up in I Pennsylvania, so I had many cheesesteaks. The best were Hurl's Heroes in my hometown, but no, never ketchup. Well, did you I like have. the Geno's cheesesteak? Uh, I actually liked Pat's a little bit more. Pat, they, okay. Literally, if you if you put them both in front of me, I would not be able to tell them much of a difference. And maybe I like Pat's more because of the sign. I don't know. But one of the things that I loved about the response from people, the ridiculous, idiotic response from people, is how many people were telling me that, um, you know, just because someone wants to wants people to speak the, our national language, we don't have a national language. It doesn't that doesn't exist. Most people in the United States speaks English, but we don't have a national language. Yeah, well, so, so people were people making homophobic remarks to you. Oh yeah, people said people <laughs> said they hope I catch AIDS and die. Um, this is one of the things that I love. So you know, I'm I'm not a card carrying Republican. I haven't been for a long time, but I'm certainly not a card carrying Democrat. I'm I'm no apologist for liberal politicians or Barack Obama. But the number of people saying you're exactly what's wrong with liberal America, the liberal homos. You know, one oh, guy funny. saying you, you probably have your nose up Obama's ass and other things about Obama's ass because I'm gay. I mean, it's the nasty, nasty, nasty. I mean, people calling me, one guy saying, um, you know, he might have to come visit me. I mean, it's, it's, huh. it's people took this really seriously. And I think that's I, I, I took it as a response to. Racism. I mean, I think I think that racism is still a, a powerful force in this country, and and people don't like it. They want racism to exist. I really believe that, and I think a lot of these people fit fit the mold there. They don't like it when it's when it's challenged. Well, I think you should have sent the people your picture of you and Obama as a Christmas party a couple of years ago. See, that's why. <laughs> I felt bad about that picture. I always, from the moment I we took Wait, it, why I would you feel bad, bad about, about it? Because the president was speaking, and I turned my back to him to face the camera. And I, I always – I regretted it the moment I did it, though I, we ended up posting it on Facebook. It was just like, I, you don't turn your back to the president. That was not – even though I didn't mean anything no, bad I didn't even by look, it. I, was, I mean, I never even saw it that way at all. But I know. I was so a bad picture with the it. president, you put a picture with the president. <laughs> 
I guess. I was on Air Force One twice, and they wouldn't let me use George Bush's bathroom, so. <laughs> that would, they have a special bathroom on Air Force One. For well, they, they had the president's cabins at the very front, and so we took the tour, and I saw it, and it, Nancy Reagan had redecorated it uh, in Western theme that they kept, and the, there was a bathroom, and I just said, could I use the bathroom? And they said, only the president and, or, and the family are allowed to use the bathroom. So I guess even the vice president is not allowed to use the president's bathroom on Air Force One. Was this the, is this the Air Force One that is – is it the new one that you've been on? I, I've been on the new one, yes, and the older one. You were, because I've been on the older ones at Ronald Reagan Library, and I was on that one. and I was expecting more. It was. It isn't it was really. I mean, I, the 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 seats, in, at least in the back for the press, are pretty much coach extended seats. It ain't anything special. Although the stuff for the uh, uh, the big wigs is a lot better. I mean, I was on a newer plane. It's impressive the the stateroom area, where of course they get NFL Sunday ticket. I discovered they have Direct TV. <laughs> they say they'll sometimes <laughs> they're flying across, you know, but on whatever football game they want. Um, yeah, I was impressed to by it. Well, God, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've not seen the Reagan one. But I always oh, talk about you and your White House visit. But, yeah, I do think what's funny about it is even if people have an issue with what you write, then to write stuff that's racist and homophobic itself sort of proves the point. It's kind of like, you know, makes your head spin. Like, okay, you're proving my point for me with your response. I, I would just write back to people. And I, I wrote back to you yesterday. I said, thank you for proving my point. And then they would write back, no, thank you for proving my point. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, here we go. We're in fifth grade again. But it, 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 yeah, Yahoo picked up the story, and, and so a lot of non-outsports readers, non-SB Nation readers ended up seeing it. And, and it was, yeah, one of our most read stories of the year, and they they just didn't like it. And it uh I don't know. I just I remember seeing Barney's Beanery. I remember seeing that sign on Barney's Beanery. Barney's Beanery is a restaurant in in West Hollywood that yeah. had up until I don't know. I mean, when I lived here, it did a you know no gays allowed sign, and that's what that sign of Gino says to me. It says you know if, if you're not from this country, if you're Hispanic and you speak Spanish, we don't want you. So I. You know, I, I I just it it when I saw it in last month it hit me, and when I saw Sanchez and in, in in Gino's with his literally with his arm wrapped around a stand up cutout of Gino, I was like, that doesn't feel good. So so I wrote about it and got a lot of hate. Well, I mean, we've gotten we don't get as much hate mail as people think we do, but uh, some of these kind of stories will bring it out. Well, I'll tell you one that I've seen a couple people be be. Critical on Twitter today is the one you wrote last night about gays not gays shouldn't go to the Cutter. Cutter World Cup in 2022. Oh, I haven't seen. You the know reply. why they're pissed? You know why they're pissed? No, why? Because we said that athletes should not be barred from the Russian Olympics because we supported. Uh, well, because we didn't think there should be a boycott of the Olympics uh-huh. there. Um, we have no grounds to say that gays might want to think twice about going to to Qatar for the World Cup. It might make any sense. Yeah. I'm not talking about soccer players not going to Qatar. I'm talking I, about people who want to travel. Or the same thing with the Olympics. You know, I wouldn't go to Qatar for, as, as an openly gay person in 2022. I don't think it'll be very friendly or tolerant. So I have, I have to go look at that. that 
Right, but what what you have to understand, and this is from Gay Soccer. Gay Soccer actually wrote this. They said, you know, he said, you know, let me find the tweet. Gay Soccer. Oh, have they banned us? (laughs) Oh, really? Gay Soccer. He just wrote about it. Gay for Soccer. Sorry, Gay for Soccer. Let's see. He writes. Do-do-do. Today, in, quote, headlines that are nonsense, and then he links to your sizes, the same site that said, take the gate of Sochi in a 2013 headline. I mean, they are two complete, and of course, you know, this is just, this is the world we live in where everybody wants to make some witty, interesting 140 character tweets instead of actually utilizing reading comprehension skills. What you were saying is that it might not be safe for people to go to Qatar in 2022. Uh, where they have saying, where they have actually excuse me to interrupt where they have actually prosecuted uh visitors for same-sex conduct in the past. It's not like they turn a blind eye. They, you know, you 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 do risk maybe being arrested or something. Um right. and, and to by, me it's self-evident. Right. And Certainly, I. I mean, I don't remember everything that you were saying around the Olympics, but I suggested gay people be very cautious about going to Sochi. Mm-hmm. I did not go, and I was very. Well, people asked me if I go. I said I would never go there. I mean, I think it's. I think the potential for danger is too high. I remember talking to Hudson Taylor on the phone and suggesting that he reconsider going simply because being a straight guy supporting LGBT people. So uh, uh, while at the same time I never believed for a second that the Russian the Russians would do anything against gay people while they were there, you know the the the, the gangs might, but I don't think the, I didn't I never thought the government would. Here I actually think the government might. Well, and again, even the minister's comments about well, well, we can maybe try to find some special accommodations, like with alcohol sales, as long as they sort of adhere to our traditions. Well, that's such mealy mouth. They mean anything? I mean, it means that basically, if two guys are holding hands, they might be violating their traditions. But it's sort of apples and oranges thing because we never called for a boycott. I'm not calling for a gay soccer player to boycott going to Qatar. I mean, if it's a dream to be on a World Cup team, I mean, I'm not going to go tell the guy to you know make some stand. It was it was about someone traveling there as a fan and. To me, it has a you know, Qatar does not have a good record on gay rights. Neither does Russia. So I'm not even sure what the gays for soccer are trying to prove that what they're going to go there and run around with a rainbow flag and. No, I th- people. Some people who lack critical thinking skills are still pissed at us because we did not support a boycott of no. the Olympics in Russia. So that pe- some some people who don't understand how sports work and, and the issues still yeah, still yeah. resent us for that. Well, I mean, go figure. I mean, it's just, I guess, everybody has their opinion, but it shows to me the corrupt... Well, and the thing with Qatar, it's not just the gay stuff. It's What's worse is the human rights violations. They're basically using slave labor, and guy, people have died by the dozens building these stadiums. Um, I mean, it's really horrendous human rights abuses that have happened um, with you know these migrant workers who have like basically no rights once they get in the country, um, and they're, it's basically their pay is basically like they're slaves in a sense, and they're stuck and they're dying. And FIFA doesn't care, and the games are going to be played in temperatures that are so hot they're now thinking about moving it to the winter. Yeah, and that screws up every other 
you know, soccer league. It'd be like, you know, having the, the Olympics, if you have, if you have NFL football, you know, and they, they do it in, 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 uh, hockey, but in soccer, it's a, it would be a huge disruption to all these leagues. And so, I mean, this is one of those things you wonder who bought off who, because why they pick that place in the first place, it made no sense just from the weather alone. Yeah. It'd be like made having no a baseball sense. tournament and, you know, outside in Minneapolis in February. <laughs> That could be interesting, you know. But I mean, sort sort of like you wonder why you would even it would be a non-starter just in itself. But yeah, but it it it, it maybe shows the power in some ways of what our site does have. You know, people read what we say, and if they don't comprehend it, then they respond. So it's nice to sort of, fifteen years later, to still be having a say with, you know, how people are perceiving things. Yeah, well, and and having a, a say like we just had before. So. Yeah, it's 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 just been amazing to to watch the website grow and 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 grow with you together. It's been yeah, it's, it's been, been, a, it's been a we've been crazy. a great team together. I mean, it's like we have different points of view. We have the same goals, and I think it's one of the reasons because we haven't thought alike that it works because it's not the same voice, you know. Every every time you're reading something, and then with the, we're having more and more people contribute, so the voices are even even more unique and um and we listen to one another i i don't i yes. i don't think we've ever had an issue that we did not come to a mutual agreement on because of that teamwork well catch uh, up well, on cheese your... steaks will be will be that one so there's <laughs> your social lesson for the day uh we will be back next week and i'm sure we'll be talking about thanksgiving <laughs>